Hi, this is Alex Romanovich at Global Edge Talk, and today is March 18, 2022. In our studio, we have Elena Lobova from Slovakia, currently moving from Ukraine through Slovakia, or maybe settling in Slovakia, but welcome, Elena. Hi, hello, everyone. Hi, it's great to have you in our studio. And today, we're uh, going to talk about your journey with the fact that the war is going on in Ukraine, it's a full-blown, full-fledged war uh, that was waged by the Russian occupation, by the Russian Federation against Ukraine. We will talk about the disruption that has caused to your business. You are a chief business development officer and co-founder of a company called GD Bay, which has right. to do with uh, gaming and game uh, development. Uh, you're an ex-CEO of a company called iLogos, which is, uh, was famous for a lot of the uh, game development and uh, game development platform uh, type of uh, integration. And uh, it's really important for us to discuss your journey, your life, what happens when an entrepreneur like yourself gets disrupted. So again, welcome, and let's have our conversation. Um Tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, I understand that you have a very interesting and rich background that has plenty of disruption and uh, yeah. would love to learn more about that. You know, and you can start with your, with your biography. Okay, okay. So um, I've been in the gaming industry for 11 years, which is pretty much my entire professional career. Uh, I started at iLogos in 2011 in Lugansk, Ukraine. Uh, it was a game development outsourcing studio, and it still is. Uh, during the next six years, I worked at this company as chief operational officer and then chief executive officer. And this company grew several times, uh, up to 300 people. We opened other offices all around Ukraine and uh, an office in Germany. Uh, since the company was originally from Lugansk, uh, we also had to go through war in 2014 uh, that started in Lugansk. And we had to relocate our employees together with their families to the other cities of Ukraine. So it's not the first time when I'm experiencing this kind of situation. And um, starting from late 2017, um, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, I have two businesses in game development, uh, Bay and the Chivers Hub. And both of the businesses help game developers from all around the world uh, get access to the pool of publishers, investors, different opportunities, get access to funding, pitch their games, and uh, basically... We help developers with the business side of gaming, letting them concentrate on the creative side, on what they can do best. Uh, this company is uh, fully online. So luckily for us, we are able to operate fully digitally. However, our team, the entire team of TD Bay is from Ukraine. Uh, we were all based in Ukraine before the war, when the war started. And uh, currently, I'm the only one who left the country. Uh, my other team members are still there in different cities of Ukraine. How many team members do you have back in Ukraine? 
14 members. 14 members, right. Yes. Um, tell me, uh, this is a major disruption, obviously. This is a major uh, disaster, if we can even um, you know, call it that. Uh, how is the gaming, how's the global gaming community, which is you know, basically very democratic and very um, interconnected, how is the global gaming community reacting to something like this? Uh, mainly all companies are being very supportive to Ukrainian companies. And uh, during the first couple of days of war, I received like an overwhelming amount of messages from the other companies that we worked with or we were at least like we knew each other and uh, all of them offered help uh, if, if we needed for example help with relocation uh, they helped us to relocate business to relocate people if it were possible and um, like any other help they could provide we also sent a newsletter with some useful links on how you can help ukraine from abroad donate to different institutions and uh, some links they could feel if they want to offer something for Ukrainian game developers. Uh, and many companies were very responsive and very supportive of this. And uh, the entire gaming industry stands with Ukraine. I can tell it with certainty. And um, I, I'm very happy to see that much response from them. That's incredible. That's incredible and wonderful at the same time. Um, uh, obviously, it's a, it's a big tragedy. People are dying. Infrastructure is being destroyed. Um, there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of um, uh, disappointment, dismay, stress. What's going through your mind right now uh, as you have recently, uh, uh, recently uh, transferred from Ukraine to Slovakia, from what I understand? Yeah. As you look back on this mini journey of yours over the past uh, you know, two weeks and so forth, what is sort of going through your mind right now? Okay, yeah. Like, first of all, uh, this decision to leave the country was not as easy as it might seem. Because, uh, first of all, like, uh, it's dangerous, the road itself. And, uh, like, nobody knows what is more dangerous to stay in one place and hide in a shelter or to move from one place to another. It took several days for me. And, of course, it was a pure luck that uh, I remained safe and, 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 and alive and healthy. Uh, so, like, my day usually starts with checking the news and uh, checking in with my close ones in Ukraine or outside of Ukraine. It takes, like, I don't know, an hour or so. And... Uh, yeah, so, so every day when I wake up, I have to relieve this experience again because uh, it takes a few moments for me to realize that it's happening in real life, that it really is happening because I still sometimes, I still cannot believe that it's happening with us, uh, that it's, it's, it's even possible. It's, it's hard to believe, I, I, you know, we, I, yeah, we live in the United States and, it, you know, you know I'm doing the same, I'm going through the same routine. I wake up, I look at the news. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, look at the news. And it's hard to believe that this is happening in real life, in real time. Yeah. That by the time we wake up, there might be, you know, 50 more people dead. Or there exactly. might be, you know, yeah. five more buildings destroyed. 
or anything else like that. And it's just, it's an incredible, incredible stress. Uh, Elena, one other interesting issue I wanted to ask you about. It is my understanding that uh, with all the sanctions uh, that have uh, impacted the Russian Federation, Belarus, uh, have also trickled into Ukraine as well. So from what you're saying, uh, you told me earlier that even though uh, the payments cannot be processed for the Russian Federation on major platforms like yours and like Steam and some of the other gaming platforms, you're claiming that the Ukrainians are also blocked. Uh, is that a true yes. statement? Yes, yes, it is. Like as of now, it is. Uh, we can, and like I was, I was really shocked because like the entire community of the like world supports Ukrainians, but at the same time, some big companies make lives for Ukrainians even harder. Uh, so, like in addition to dealing with our personal situations, running from war hiding in shelters, losing our stuff, and so on. We also have to deal with these uh, situations considering different services. For example, me personally, uh, I got my Google Pay account uh, suspended because uh, I'm originally from Lugansk, as everybody probably understood. And uh, I had my Lugansk address there. And uh, so, so they asked me to send me some documents to prove my where I was living, and I sent them documents to prove that I was living in Kiev. But still, it's it's been almost a week, and they still haven't uh, like bring it back. And uh, I talked to support, but it was completely useless. They are just uh, saying some 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 basic phrases. And I know it's not only me; like a lot of people are struggling with this. Uh, they are losing their documents. They are losing. Uh, their work, like access to their accounts that they use for work that is tied to their bank statement, to their banks, to, to, to their like different services. So they're not only losing their physical stuff, they also lose their digital stuff. And, uh, and, and also what really, really surprised me uh, was uh, the recent the recent message that I received from one of the developers we work with from Ukraine, uh, he received this email from Steam uh, that they are temporarily unable to, uh, to process payments in Belarus, Russia, and Ukraine. So instead of... And that included Ukraine the, as well, right? Yes. In addition instead of, to sanctioned Belarus and sanctioned Russia, uh, Steam and other digital services have a difficult time distinguishing or separating one from the other. Right. And uh, like instead of supporting our developers who now have to fight for their lives and their safety, and uh, many of them lost uh, savings, lost uh, their like apartments and, and had to flee Ukraine or at least their cities, uh, they also are unable to receive their earnings from the games on Steam uh, because uh, the payments are cannot be processed. So people at Valve say they are currently kind of working on this, just as people in Google and, and, and other services, but we don't know for how long it will take. And yeah, I really hope that that that, that someone will hear it and maybe can do something to 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 somehow progress quick quicker because there are people who, who struggle with war and with this sanctions Absolutely. which is completely we will make unfair. we will do our part in promoting this and contacting the appropriate people and um 
you know, if uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast and this broadcast, if you can impact this, if you can, uh, you know, shed some light on, on this issue, please contact us as well. We have contacts uh, here. We'll have contacts here on the landing page and the tra- part of the transcript of this uh, recording. Thank you for bringing this up, Elena. We'll try to help you as soon as possible. Thank you. Yes, incredible. We wake up in the, um, in the middle of the night sometimes and, and look at the news. Uh, maybe 30 to 50 people dying again uh, by the morning or five buildings destroyed or, or what have you. It's, it's incredible stress, incredible uh, distress and this incredible disruption. Um, under these conditions, which are not known to many, I would say 99% of the entrepreneurs out there, How do you move forward? How do you continue to concentrate on work, to focus on the things you have to do? Or do you kind of take a break and and wait for something to happen? How do you operate under these conditions? Yeah, uh, well, uh, again, we were lucky to have a completely digital business and we are able to work, even though it's like super hard to work under these conditions and with all the levels of stress that we're experiencing. Uh, but uh, like in the beginning, like in the very beginning of uh, the war, we actually had an event going on that we were organizing an international game jam. And uh, I offered my my, my fellow um team members if they like if, if if they want to do it because if we cancel or postpone it nobody would ever say a word to us but all of them like everyone said that they wanted to do it anyway and uh, they want to keep working so we decided we we would keep working uh, it's actually a very important thing that we are doing right now for Ukrainian economy because not many businesses are able to work and uh, able to bring money to the country uh, but we are so this is uh, our contribution we keep working uh, we keep organizing our online events we keep selling passes sponsorships and so on and uh, this is how we get money coming to our Ukrainian accounts pay taxes in Ukraine send money to army and different organizations so like we view work as a way of helping our country but of course everyone should understand that we are unable to work uh, as much as we did before this and uh, we should be like more kind to ourselves and uh, our team teammates uh, we just cannot expect the same level of energy the same level of efficiency uh, that we had before the war so like when everything started we told our employees that they could work any time that they feel like. If you're able to work 40 hours per week and even more, for example, to distract from all the events, good. If you can work 20 hours per week, good. If you can work like five hours per week, it's also good. The main priority now, and uh, we also discussed it on the very first team call, is to keep ourselves and our close people safe. So this is like the main priority and uh, we can, we should concentrate on this first. And the second priority is work and volunteering. So 
of course, all of us uh, in a way, in one way or another, participate in different volunteering organizations. Uh, but still, uh, we keep working to keep our business running and uh, to to keep bringing money to Ukraine. So this is our motivation, and this is it's it's like we are the part of the fight for our country. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course, the fact that it is a digital business and a community-based business makes um, makes it a little bit easier to maintain the business, even though. There are all kinds of distractions and so forth. Um, let's talk about your sort of emotional and value system-based type of um, um, feelings. Looking, you know, every, everything is so fresh in your memory right now. Um, you're seeing pictures, you're seeing videos. You, you saw them live only a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. Um, Let's talk about your value system. Did your value system or the system of um, valuable items in life, did that change at all? That's an interesting question because like, I don't think it changed much because like the war learns us to value people, life and connections. And that's what I always valued. My business is based on connections, on relations between people. And uh, it, it's very important right now. And uh, so so I wouldn't say that my like entire value system has changed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just like, I, I, I didn't think about this exact question much. So, yeah. That's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, we can stop right there. That, that's totally fine. Uh, it was on the list, by the way, but uh, it's 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 fine. It's totally okay. Um, I know it's very I know it's very early to talk about what's next because you may not know what's next necessarily. Um, however, and rebuilding the business is not really more of an issue because it's a digital business, right? So it's not like you have to rebuild the infrastructure or rebuild the warehouse or anything else like that. Do you think that from your product and platform standpoint, from your solution standpoint, do you think that, um, you know, if you, if you put the head of a product person on, um, do you think that any future releases or any future implementations will be impacted by your experience right now? I think that, uh, of course, we will be more careful choosing the partners we work with because uh, like uh, our, our, we have a community-based business and we work with all kinds of companies. And of course, we want to make sure that these companies are supporting Ukraine in this war and that they are not in any way connected to Russia and they are not paying money to the country who is spending them to kill people in our country. Uh, so, like, that's what we are already doing. We are changing policies and how we work with companies uh, that are based in Russia or has like, Russian entities or somehow connected to Russia. Because, of course, we don't want innocent people to be hurt. But also, it's very important right now to make a statement and uh, to, first of all, be true to ourselves and uh, to our country.
Uh, you said you're a community-based business, and I'm I'm sure that in the past, prior to this war and prior to the war of 2014, there was probably a, a fairly good-sized uh, community in Russia for the Russian gamers and developers. Um, are they still involved? Are you, uh, or have you do, you, do you maintain contact with them or did you completely disconnect from them in the, um, in support of the Ukrainian, um, you know, Ukrainian fight against the Russian Federation and the Russian invasion? Uh, so it's, again, it's, it's just like, it's, it's very new and it's happening right now. We are still working on our policies, but what we're doing right now is, uh, we're blocking like, or at least suspending accounts for all Russian users at our networks. And, uh, as for the Russian companies that participate, uh, we, we will, will put a statement on our website that all our partners and sponsors stand with Ukraine and condemn Russia's actions. Uh, and uh, we send all of the sentences to our sponsors and partners, all of them, not only Russian companies. And uh, we ask them if we should leave their logo on the website or if we should just delete it and uh, cancel our partnership. So yeah. that, yeah. that's Because it's question. very, you know, it's a very, in the West, for example, um, on one hand, um, we strongly condemn this war. We strongly condemn the support of this war by anybody. And we strongly support Ukraine and Ukrainians. But as humans, we also worry about the people of Russia. And we, um, uh, th- there's some, you know, and again, I'm not going to suggest that this is my personal opinion. I'm, I'm talking about collective feelings and collective sort of human behavior, which is normal, which is civilized, to care for the individuals who are there, who may be, who may feel different, who may feel, um, you know, in a different way. And yet, um, they're now being totally blocked and isolated and so forth and so on. How do you feel about giving them a voice, if of course that voice is of support uh, of Ukraine, but giving them a voice, uh, or is this is this too early? Is this too confusing at the moment for you as a as a company, as individuals, as a set of individuals to even talk about? Uh, well, first of all, like yeah, the, the first of all, the bloodshed should stop. So uh, as long as we're getting more and more messages about Ukrainian children being killed every day, there are. 109 up to date. Uh, I'm like, I'm not ready to give any voice uh, to any representatives of Russia on my platforms and resources. I know there are people who also fight for Ukraine, fight against uh, this regime in Russia. I know there are people who go on meetings and also risks their freedom and their lives. And uh, we all see them. That's what I want to say, that we see the support of those who support us, but we also see the silence of the others. Yeah, so this silence is is almost equivalent to uh, to not condemning this, but uh, supporting this. And yes. I know a lot of, it's a very difficult and a very emotional type of a, 
phenomenon because on one hand, um, you, on one hand, you want to be human. You want to um, be democratic about those things. Uh, we, we often talk about this in the West as well. On the other hand, I totally agree with you that the feelings of anger, the feelings of total dismay, when you hear the reports of killed children, elderly, you know, civilians, bombed buildings, you know, and so forth, really takes us to a very different place as humans. And um, the emotions just overwhelm us. The, the emotions, the, the feelings of um, disbelief, but also the feelings of at times hate, at times uh, anger towards those individuals. Um, I, I totally understand that. It's a, it's a very difficult psychological problem as well. Um, Elena, I want to tell you that we're um, very supportive of what you're doing. I think maintaining a business during these conditions, during the war, is a challenge in itself. And uh, for you to continue to motivate, for you to continue to lead, be a leader during those times, to continue to be a communicator is worth a lot more than doing the same thing you know, during the regular peace conditions. So I want to um, thank you for, for being that individual who leads, who gives us examples. I want to wish you all the best. Let's be in touch. We want to uh, tell our audience that we're going to have a lot more information about Elena and her company so you can learn more about this. And if you're a gamer, I urge you, and I, uh, you know, if you're a gaming company, I urge you to uh, become a member of the platform, is to contact Elena, contact the platform. I think it's amazing what she's doing, communicating to the gamers worldwide. I think, you know, gaming is a, is a huge business. It's growing like crazy, especially now. Um, so thank you for being in our studio. Thank you for sharing your personal and uh, at times private feelings and, and emotions. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.